Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's December 3rd. 1586, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Now, the Inca of Peru were probably the first people to cultivate potatoes in around 8000 BC, but it's hard to find a precise date for that. Whereas there is some traction that it was this day in 1586 that spuds were introduced to Britain. Uh, Although apparently they arrived via boat on the 28th of July, so I'm not sure what took so long. But anyway, (laughs) the man to bring them here on that boat was quintessential Renaissance man, Sir Thomas Harriet. Yeah, and while we may not know the exact date, or even if Harriet was the first person to bring potatoes to England, we do know for sure that he had at least seen them (laughs) because he wrote about it. He called them... (laughs) kind of roots of round form, some of the bigness of walnuts, which are found in moist and marish grounds, growing many together one by another in ropes or as though they were a string, being boiled or sodden. They are very good meat. And the funny thing about Harriet was that he had so many different and distinct talents and porting potatoes was really honestly one of the lesser ones. Yeah, far down the list. Astronomer, mathematician, ethnographer. He is credited with having been the first person to have drawn the moon looking through a telescope, even beating Galileo to that accolade. One of the reasons that people think that maybe he is not so well known for so many of the things that he achieved is because he didn't do very much publishing. And I think that may have been his problem, that he was really important in his era, but he didn't actually write it down. And so we don't have very much of a record apart from this fairly scurrilous idea that he introduced the potato. Well, he was well-connected, wasn't he? He knew everybody. And so, like, none of these things were a career. They were kind of an interest, really, a hobby, you know, which if you're in the British upper classes, you could pursue because you had the money. I mean, I don't know why you shied away from the full list, Ari, and here it is. Adventurer, anthropologist, astronomer, author, cartographer, ethnographer, explorer, geographer, historian, linguist, mathematician, naturalist, navigator, oceanographer, philosopher, (laughs) planner, scientist, surveyor, versifier. I mean, they're just making up words now. What is that? Like, he wrote funny birthday cards. I don't know. And teacher. Um, And in fact, he was Sir Walter Raleigh's maths teacher, (laughs) which I think is a great way to think of your accountant, because that's effectively what he was doing. He was was balancing Raleigh's books. But I'm now going to refer to my accountant as my maths teacher, because that is, I think, part of the role. I mean, not to discount Sir Thomas Harriet. He was clearly a polymath and a genius. I miss polymath. I mean, that's fine, because polymath includes all of them. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. He wasn't a tautologist. (laughs) (laughs) But the barrier for entry in a lot of these things was much, much lower in the 1500s than it is now, just to be clear. I mean, ethnographer, Mm. I feel like in those days you could rock up in the the new world and be like, verily, they wear strings of beads, the like of which we've never seen. And you go down in history as an ethnographer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Although he did actually, we do have one legacy from him. He may not be a household name these days, but he did invent the greater than and lesser than signs. Ah, And also the theory of refraction, which is a big one. 
I was going to say that, but I was worried that you would challenge me on what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's to do with light. Yeah. Anyway, I think the reason that centuries have gone by and really his rep is the man who brought us chips is because potatoes are more relevant mm. to the common person's mm. existence than anything else that he did because they became such a fundamental foodstuff for mm. people from all over the world of all different socioeconomic backgrounds to the extent that I mean obviously the, the famous example is the Irish potato famine when it wasn't possible to grow potatoes a nation had become so reliant upon them that many many people died yeah potatoes were just phenomenally successful as soon as people got to to see what they could do not least with farmers because they're so much more durable than the cereal crops we had before then because they're grown entirely underground. Yeah, and many researchers attribute the arrival of the potato as being the reason for the rise of the West. First of all, because as you're saying, Ollie, it spelled the end of famine here, also supported, by the way, uh, by corn, which was another American crop that played a sort of similar role, but uh, slightly lesser in Southern Europe. But the historian William H. McNeil has argued that potato led to empire itself. He said, by feeding rapidly growing populations, it permitted a handful of European nations to assert dominion over most of the world between 1750 and 1950. And you can understand it. If your people stop starving and start being able to be more productive year round, then it gives you a massive leg up compared to how you were previously. And it can be stored, can't it? In hot climates, in cold climates, you can keep it for months and then still eat it. There are hundreds of different ways of making it as well. Like it's actually tasty. It is very good meat. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't popular immediately. And even as late as a couple of hundred years after Harriet turned up with his sack of potatoes, the Enlightenment philosopher Diderot wrote, no matter how you prepare it, the root is tasteless and starchy. It cannot be regarded as an enjoyable food, but it provides abundant, reasonably healthy food for men who want nothing but sustenance. If you're one of the millions of people who's content just to be kept alive by your food. Then so be it, yeah. <laughs> um, but the Brits couldn't really boast of having it first in Europe. Like tobacco, uh, see our previous episode, Raleigh's Tobacco Adventures, Spain had it first uh, because of their empire. The first written mention of the potato comes from a delivery receipt dated November the 28th, 1567, between the Grand Canaries and Antwerp. And in fact, the English word potato comes from the Spanish word patata. Which in turn comes from indigenous language words, which the thought to refer to sweet potatoes, which were the original kind that were found by the Spanish in Peru and Chile. Actually, you mentioned tobacco. Guess what? Harriet was a cool kid. He smoked before Sir Walter Raleigh and the speculation that he introduced Raleigh to the habit and he died of skin cancer, probably making him one of the first Europeans to die from smoking. Hey, rocking all the trends early. (laughs) (laughs) But the spread of potatoes popularity was really slow around Europe. And apparently when Prussia was hit with a famine in 1744, King Frederick the Great, uh, who was a potato enthusiast, himself had to order the peasantry to eat them. You know, he had to go out of his way to say, please, 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 you know, eat these because otherwise you're going to starve to death. And the same in England in the same century, farmers denounced the S. tubersum as an advanced scout for Roman Catholicism. And they basically had this cry, which was no potatoes, no popery, which became an election slogan in 1765. So there was quite a lot of resistance to potatoes broadly. And France was especially slow to adopt the potato, which led to this really curious cause celeb being taken up by a guy called Antoine Augustine Permoitier, who really tried to spread the good word for potatoes. 
he got potatoes Parmentier named after him for his effort, which is something that can't be said for Harriet. There was something that I found quite intriguing, which was looking into why potatoes eventually did displace the native European root vegetables, like your Swedes and turnips. One, obviously, being that they're much tastier. Not in my kitchen. Do you I like have parsnips all the way. Oh, parsnips I are fine. I love a parsnip. Yeah, but who eats turnips? I love a carrot. I love a butternut I squash. like a turnip. But wait, are you from one of the countries where turnips are Swedes? Because apparently in some countries, turnips are what we call Swedes. No, no, I now live in the countryside. And my diet is entirely turnips. <laughs> and I, just, I just forage these days, you guys. <laughs> I'm very poor. <laughs> One niche reason that I did find, apart from all the obvious ones about being, you know, cheap and tasty and so forth, was that this was a period of upheaval and conflict in Europe. And some of the earliest adopters of potatoes did so in the hopes that marauding soldiers would be less likely to ransack potatoes rather than above ground grain stores. So they were literally hiding their foods. But the efforts Palmontier went to 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 try to popularise the potato are kind of funny in their own right. So he had been in the army, the French army, during the Seven Years' War and was captured by the Prussians, in fact, five times, during which time he'd had to survive on potatoes every time. Um, And so by the time he got back to France, he became this just passionate advocate for... Uh, I guess, the survival food that he'd been eating all this time. Uh, And he set up these massive publicity stunts, one of which was presenting an all-potato dinner to high-society guests, which the story goes included Thomas Jefferson, who was so delighted with the thing that he'd eaten that he introduced French fries to America, I'm sure. Mm, Very little of, of that is true. But anyway, he also supposedly planted 40 acres with potatoes on the edge of Paris, knowing that famished commoners would come and steal them and that they'd catch on that way so he just he was like oh here's my fields of potatoes nobody go stealing them and thus the potato spread around france in france shepherds and cottage pie are both called ashi parmentier they're named after him huh. as are parmentier potatoes which are like the nice crispy little square cubed ones you know wow puree nice. parmentier that's like another word for mashed potatoes let's scrap this whole episode and make it an episode about parmentier what did he do on <laughs> december the third <laughs> next time. You had to have a nerve of steel to go away for a week and then come back and then decide to risk it all for that jackpot prize. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.